Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, November 17th, 2023. Happy formal Friday presented by Indochino. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory and alongside me, as always, Tess Mellis. And happy early week Thanksgiving. It feels like it's already started, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, filling in for J.D. over yonder making the magic happen, it's our guy, Eshwa Kid. How are you? Fine, gentlemen, today. Oh, look at this guy rocking the bow tie. What are you, Ernie Johnson? Oh, yeah. Looking sharp. Oh, yeah, we love it here. Uh, People were panicking in the stream team. Shout out to everybody joining us live, uh, asking for help tying their tie, uh, getting Mm. ready for the show. People are now getting into the spirit of Formal Friday. Is that why you guys don't have them on? Couldn't figure out how to do it? Yeah, my fingers weren't working. I I just gave up on it. Mm. I gave mine away, actually. I uh, I, I mistakenly put them at the curb. By mistake, Your I put ties? it in my dress. They're in my dresser. I was giving away my dresser, and they're in my dresser when I when I was moving. I knew people would come by and grab it because that's what happens at my curb. Sure. Mistakenly, I had bow ties in there as oh. well. That oh I, man, that really hurt. I re- that day really really hurt. No, I, I knew how to tie. How to tie a tie.com If you don't know, <laughs> I'm always on there. Uh, all right, smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe here on Formal Friday on today's podcast. It's the drop. Uh, we've got rapid fire fun at the end. We're gonna take a group by group look at the in-season tournament standings and sort of highlight some key games tonight. There's a lot of games on in the IST. And we are going to play a round of start, bench, cut. Some NBA-related questions, some not. One of them about Thanksgiving. I can't wait to hear you guys Mm. start, bench, and cut when it comes to Thanksgiving sides. But before all of that, we had two games on last night. We can move through these with some pace, probably, because they weren't the closest games in the world. But we start with Jimmy Butler scoring 36 points as the Heat topped the Nets 122-115 to win their seventh straight. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I had to check the calendar this morning. You're saying we're close to Thanksgiving. I thought it might be May or June <laughs> with the way the Heat are playing and yeah. the way Jimmy Butler specifically is playing. This is now his uh, second consecutive game with plus 30. That's sort of rare for Jimmy in the regular season. Lots to love from Jimmy in this one. When he sees somebody in front of him, he'd make contact, get a little spin going, take a jumper, get a layup, do the spin in the cor- in the box down low or you just drive right by him he looked great but I think my favorite Jimmy moment was from the first half where he hit a three and he looked at his bench and gave him the 50 signal mm-hmm. and I thought he, he thought that he was going for 50 because I assumed <laughs> it he looked good yeah but those, that was just 19 points but he was telling his bench that he's 50 percent from three point <laughs> Uh, which, which, which he was coming in, but then he went two for five from three, so it's dropped a little bit. Uh, but, That's awesome. But he looks 
different. This team looks different. This looks like the best Heat team in short-term memory for yeah, regular, regular season. season yes. I can't I can't remember like since the LeBron days them th- looking this good at this point of the season. And they could be thinking about moving on from Tyler Hero at this point. Tyler Hero. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah. So they just look great. Uh, deep down the bench. Yeah. Even, even, even after the game, what he, what he said. He, they just feel so good right now. Yeah. Jimmy's got his legs right now. There was that drive that he had. I think it was Royce O'Neal where he kind of like catches the ball, triple threat, fakes right, fakes left, and then goes baseline. And yeah. O'Neal has no clue what's going on. He yeah. dusts them. Easy dunk for Jimmy. I think that was when he was uh, in the midst of scoring 11 straight in the third quarter, yep. 18 total in the third. Like you said, Skeets, that's back-to-back 30-point games for Jimmy Butler. But also he's taken 10 or more free throws in both of those games, which is how you know Jimmy is uh, getting into a rhythm. He's been great. Bam Adebayo is a bully right now. He put Claxton in the basket and dunked on him so hard at one point. He was really getting into the defense with his shoulders, shooting fadeaways. He's been really good. And then Duncan Robinson is having himself a couple of weeks here. He was uh, he had the Smitty on Wembenyama. He had the double pump fake on Sohan. He just looks really good. He only made two twos last night, but he's taken a lot more two-pointers this season by about double his career average at this point, shooting good percentages. He had a, a closeout where he had a little reverse uh, in this game. He had a nice dish to a guy underneath attacking these. He just seems to have completely weaponized his three-point shot because you got to respect him. He was, he was, what, six for ten last night from three? Duncan Robinson, we know he can shoot it, but now he's figured out how to playmake off of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Really incredible. Those three guys especially are playing amazing through this win streak but you're right there's a lot of depth on the team too uh they're seven and zero. miami is since they inserted highsmith into the starting lineup mm-hmm. i think there's a stack going around that the heat are 18 and one in games in which highsmith starts um he is sort of like the perfect front court fit alongside a guy like bam he's giving you that three and d really gets at it on that end but uh yeah what a weird season here already for miami they they lost to brooklyn on november 1st that dropped them to one and four their worst five-game start in Spo's 16 seasons. And then the Heat haven't lost since. They're 8-4, and four, and that's basically one of their best starts under Spo. Uh, their fourth best 12-game start. I've had a couple 9-3s, and threes, but 8-4, and four, just like that, and near back atop the Eastern Conference, or at least within striking distance. Uh, strange start already here. It is strange, and, and Tyler here going out and yeah. allowing Duncan Robinson to go into the starting lineup, who Jimmy Butler said after the game isn't our best three-point shooter. And I thought, what is he doing there? Why is he saying that? Maybe I think he was just probably giving himself a little bump sure. because percentage-wise, he is a better <laughs> shooter than Duncan Robinson, who just keeps letting it flying from three-point line. But because he can drive, because he can go under the hoop and do the up and under, uh, he feels good. He was supposed to have a pick and roll come to him. He said, nah, I'm just going to drive and then drop it off inside the lane there. He's got it all. Um, and he's starting for Tyler Hero. Haywood Highsmith, the other guy who's starting at the power forward spot. You know, Kevin Love coming off the bench now. They are undefeated. They've won all seven <laughs> games with Haywood Highsmith. And Jimmy Butler was saying, hey, Haywood Highsmith's in the starting lineup. We love him. He's great. He's helping us. Uh, when the offense looks this good, you know their defense is going to look this good, especially with what it says on the floor, the heat culture. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of words. I didn't feel like they were particularly nasty last night. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they were too uh, high-flying, it seemed like. They were, yeah. Hardest working, best conditioned, yeah, most working. professional. They were conditioned, but not super nasty. Nastiest team in the NBA. was kind of nasty. Well, yeah. when he put class yeah, in, give Bam some nasty se- points. That's the second or third time Bam has done that oh. this year. I, who was it, the one we were talking about here on the show? Exact same thing, yeah. where it's like, just He's two or good. three power dribbles mm. and just goes through a big guy with a two-hand dunk. Like, he is playing 
incredible basketball, like the best basketball he's played, at least for this long a stretch, the entire season, even within the losing streak there, he was playing great. So, yeah, he's an all-star lock right now, I would say. Of course, Jimmy's going to be in the mix again. But, yeah, the Duncan Robinson, this guy used to not play for them. This guy was, last like, watched. Season, right? Was that last season? I think that was last season. Yeah, and now he's, like, obviously an instrumental <laughs> part here. Lowry's, you know, back to Lowry things, too, obviously contributing. So, they look great. Uh, Heat 7-0. and is That's the longest win streak right now in the NBA. Yeah, the other team uh, struggled without Ben Simmons at, this, at the starting point guard spot. I think that hurt at the end of the second quarter with Spencer Dinwiddie trying to do his own thing instead of Ben Simmons starting everything. The Heat went on a 14-0 run, and they came back, the, the Heat, or Nets did, I, I should say, in the third quarter and, and closed it a little bit. But they really do miss Ben Simmons um, just because he is that guy that will take the possession in his hands every single time and feel comfortable doing it. So that hurts. Uh, that hurts this team, the depth of this team. Moving on to the other game from last night, Isaiah Joe. He couldn't miss. Looking like Duncan Robinson out there. Uh, he went 7-for-7 seven seven from deep. Isaiah Joe did. Where did you come from? Where did you go? And the Thunder send the shorthanded Warriors to their fifth straight loss. Uh, TK, we'll start with you here, but OKC on fire from three. It wasn't just Isaiah Joe. They hit 19 as a team, and they shot uh, nearly 60% yeah. <laughs> from deep. Going to be tough to lose a game when you shoot that well from distance. Yeah, Joe was the man, uh, for sure. You saw him like trash-talking to the crowd. If you make a three-pointer in the corner at this point, you either talk trash to the bench or to somebody who's heckling you. Sure. I think it's 100% of three-pointers from the corner get some sort of <laughs> trash talk. But yeah, they were great. The game actually got close. Uh, uh, I guess it was in the fourth quarter. was nine-point lead uh, for OKC. Dagnall calls a timeout, and then they just completely blew the game out. I said on yesterday's show when we were talking about the Draymond suspension, looking at this stretch that the Warriors got, the four, the five games that he's going to be missing, the Warriors can survive. I'm not so sure anymore. Mm-hmm. They looked terrible on offense without Steph Curry, and that's the thing. No Steph Curry, they probably can't survive right now, especially if you're going to be getting a one from ten for Clay Thompson. And then Wiggins, you know, I thought he was at least active in this game, but he still finished six for 13, 12 points. When you're scoring fewer points than you take shots, it's just not going to work. He, both of those guys are being outplayed right now by Moody. Brandon Pajemski has been pretty solid here since he's not quite on the scouting report yet. But Steve Kerr is in a tough spot because Wiggins has a little bit of institutional backing with the way he played in the 22 finals. Clay obviously, is a Warriors legend for life. But they are not the best players on their team right now. No. And there are definitely better options for Kerr. One of those old guys just has to come through because he had a good game from Kuminga, who was awesome, really efficiency-wise. Sarge was fine. If you get a good game from one of those oldies, I'm calling Wiggins an oldie, or Clay Thompson, yeah. you're doing all right. It was a really it was a one-possession game towards the end of the third quarter. But listen, the Thunder are just awesome. Yeah. Um, they, are, they are so, so good. So yeah, it's going to be a long few games for, for Golden State until Steph comes back. Uh, but when you go up against this Thunder team that just has it all, and every single one of these starting lineup guys, from Shea uh, to Josh Giddy, who pushes it every stinking time, to J-Dub, Jalen Williams just looks so good as a complimentary guy. Chet Holmgren, who knows that I don't need to do everything on offense every single time, and no one wants to come at me defensive when I'm on the defensive end. So everybody can start stealing the ball because the guy's driving at me. I'm going to block the crap yeah. out of them. And Lou Dort's probably the fifth worst uh, starter on their team. But he'll chip in. And then, you know, we go to the bench, Isaiah Joe, et cetera. So they look great. They are growing together. Yeah, Isaiah Joe again, seven for seven from deep. That's his fifth game this season with three or, ma- three or more made threes. He's shooting 47% 
from from distance. He's tied for 11th in the league. Uh, his teammate, Kaysen Wallace, the rook, is number one right now in percentage uh, from distance. And uh, Joe is tied for 12th in total makes. So he's letting it go. This was a guy that was waived by the Sixers. Yes. <laughs> in October 2022, immediately picked up by OKC and has played really well, not only last year, but of course continuing here. And they are, now they got Kenrich Williams back. We got the two rooks in Holmgren and Wallace. They're a damn good team. Like they can win. They can win handily on a night where their superstar doesn't even shoot all that well. Six for twenty-one. Yeah, like it wasn't a great game from Shea. He still fills up the box score, but uh, that's amazing. Yeah, and then for the Warriors, Gary Payton the second leaving this one. Uh, no Curry, no Draymond because of the suspension. Gary Payton the second exits uh, the game with a sprained left ankle. I guess MRI um, or X-rays, I should say, came back negative. So hopefully it's just an ankle injury that you can bounce back from. But they need him. Because you guys just went through all the reasons why. You definitely need him when Clay can't score. Yeah. He needs some guard play. It's weird seeing the shots leave the hands of Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins and seeing that they just there's no way they're going in. Mm-hmm. There's something weird going on with Andrew Wiggins. He turned the ball over yeah. five times in this game and is unable to shoot. He's such a talented guy. I'm not sure what's going on off the floor, but the fact is... He hasn't played anywhere close to what he's done for a decade. I mean, he's... They would take Minnesota Wiggins at this yes. point. Yeah, they'd yes. take anything. Because he could score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Um, one cool thing was a couple hook shots in this game. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Uh, Sarge with a left-handed hook. Yeah, that was nice. You saw Steph from the bench, you know, doing this, doing what he does with the hand motions. And then Pojemski also tried it. Santa Clara... I, maybe he was watching tape of Steve Nash doing it uh, way back when, but he tried to pull one going. It was a pretty deep hook. He missed, but it was a deep hook. That was like a 20-foot hook. Uh, but it's it's just cool seeing a couple hooks. <laughs> you get excited just for two, a hook. Just two. Just two. <laughs> a couple hooks. One for two. They're rare. Percentage. They're rare in today's yeah. game. I did like seeing Chris Paul playing post-defense against Chet Holmgren. <laughs> Chet tries to back him down. Chris Paul goes nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. Chet kicks it out, and Chris Paul stared at him. That was badass. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was just pure old man strength. <laughs> so Leverage. big wins there from Miami to continue their winning streak and OKC uh, really turning it around, sort of a slow start to the season, winning a lot of games now. Good stuff from them. All right, so the NBA in-season tournament continues tonight with a busy 11-game slate. This means we're going to have a decent idea of uh, who has a shot at emerging from these group stages, uh, either as the winner or as a wild card from each conference. Just to remind everyone, four teams from each conference are going to be making the knockout round. Your three group winners and then a wild card from each conference. So I thought it would be informative maybe for for us, for you, (laughs) for the listeners, to go through group by group, take a look at the IST standings, highlight some of the most important games, especially the ones tonight, and uh, try and make sense out of this. Figure it out. A uh, huge shout out to Robbie Calland at Uproxx and John Hollinger at The Athletic for doing a lot of the groundwork when it comes to uh, looking at the schedule and the point differentials and all that. So, East Group A. Here it is. It's the Pacers 2-0 and then the Hawks 1-0. You got the 76ers, you got the Cavs and the Pistons. Um, tonight's Sixers-Hawks game, very important because a healthy win from either side would put them in a position to possibly win the group. Now, that said, the Pacers can just win this thing if they just obviously win outright, and they have a big game against the Hawks on November 21st here in Atlanta. 
seems like a spicy game to maybe get down to the fortress for. Well, I mean, they're playing here tonight, too. Yeah. Um, so if the Pacers don't beat the Hawks, though, things could get a little gnarly here. And Detroit really is the only... Like, they're alive in theory, but they're basically eliminated. Once you start losing two games, you are in trouble. Very tough. For advancing. So, uh, you know, I guess quick prediction or quick thought on group a here uh with the pacers leading the way right now this is the best group going uh definitely i think those top three teams all could make it through and two of them certainly have a chance um depending on how things go last night uh and beat against atlanta last season 33 10 and 5 monster numbers but they're kind of down for joel Embiid. he only shot 53 percent hawks did well enough on maxi though maxi's obviously taken a step forward this season so I think this is a big defensive test for ATL. They're 22nd in defense right now. Not great. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. And honestly, they need Trey Young to start playing better. He's second in the league in assists. The facilitating is there, but he's shooting Randall style right now. 35% from the floor, 28 from three. They need him to play some efficient basketball to have a chance in the IST. That's right. That's right. Uh, any thoughts there on Group A? I know we got a lot of groups. It's just there. fantastic that we're previewing in-season tournament games. It's just, just for <laughs> Somebody's got to do it, Tess. Uh, yeah. Why not us? I expect MB to bounce back after that poopy Celtics performance. I mean, Al Horford was phenomenal against him. But he should just have a better game after not having a back-to-back in okay. this situation. Yeah, so that is a great group. I'm with you, Trey. I, I, like, I mean, look, the Cavs, in theory, should beat the Pistons tonight. Gets them the one and one They're not out of it, but yeah. uh, you start getting into the point differential, and that's going to matter in some of these games, too. Something to watch uh, in these third and fourth games for some of these teams. It's like, how much do they lay it on in, in a fourth quarter blowout? Like, they might be up 20, but they may, like, really lean into playing their starters and try and make oh, it yeah. 30-35 so you can help your chances. We'll see. Uh, East Group B, uh, the Heat are undefeated at 2-0. and Bucks 1-0. and Heat have a plus 13 point differential there. Uh, they still play the Bucks and Knicks. Uh, Hornets 1-1, Knicks 0-1, Wizards 0-2. So tonight's games are Knicks-Wizards and Bucks-Hornets. Miami and Milwaukee, as the two undefeated groups here, um, they could have a showdown that wouldn't happen until the final IST night. Wow. November 28th in Miami. So that could be a big one for the group. <clears throat> Excuse me. New York and Charlotte each have one loss, and they basically have to win out from here to keep their dreams alive of making it to a knockout round. If New York beats Washington tonight, the Zards would be mathematically eliminated. Yes, so uh, keep your eye on that. And uh, just some some news here with the Hornets. Uh, They say they're comfortable with forward Miles Bridges returning from his 30-game suspension. He's eligible to play tonight, I believe. He has, uh, you know, served the 10 games for this season. He was arrested in 2022 in June, pleaded no contest to a felony domestic violence charge last November. He got three years probation, no jail time. NBA issued that suspension in April, so Miles Bridges will be with the Hornets tonight. In, uh, in theory, I, I think he's playing in the IST. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't have uh, pool balls uh, in his hand as well because there's another report uh, amidst all this. So, yeah, they're okay with it. Um, yeah. Which is unfortunate. Comfortable. Unfortunate They're comfortable, situation. to yeah. use their words. Yeah, they are, totally. They uh, signed them to a contract. Any thoughts on this group? Must-win like games here for the Bucks and Knicks. Yeah. I really think Milwaukee, obviously, like you're saying, has to keep pace with Miami at two, uh, trying to move to 2-0. and And then the Knicks, they got to stay alive for the wild card at 1-1. So these are actually, I think, big point differential games, especially when you consider the Knicks are playing the Wizards and the Bucks are playing the Hornets. They're certainly favored, but it'd be nice to get a 20-point win under your belt here. Yep, that's right. All right, moving over to East Group C. Uh, This group is on drugs when it comes to the schedule. 
This is a weird one. Okay, the Celtics lead the group at 1 and 0. They've played one game. The Nets are 2 and 1. Bulls 0 and 1, Magic 0 and 1, and the Toronto Raptors they haven't played yet. They played a night. Tass, did you see the court, the dark court that they're going to have there in I Toronto? I have not. Actually. Yeah, it's like sort of one of the only you know, dare I say sort of like dark gray, almost black courts, I think, uh, in the IST. But anyway, Brooklyn's played three <laughs> games. No other team has played more than one. Oh, so Whoa. That looks crazy. And also, shout out to the headline from blogto.com. Toronto Raptors unveil all black court with major goth vibes. It's <laughs> yeah, got a little bit we of We the it. goth. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So the Nets are just waiting around to see what happens in this damn group. Uh, if we assume the Celtics win the group and maybe the Nets beat the Raptors, let's say by a healthy margin in their final game, they could be a wild card team. I'm talking about Brooklyn here. Because, uh, again, point differential is going to be the key tiebreaker among teams that finish 3-1 and one in their group. They don't win their group, maybe, but they're 3-1, and one, and it'll probably come down to that point differential for that wild card spot. So, you know, a lot still has to happen in this group because the Raptors haven't played until tonight, <laughs> and half these teams only have one. So this is a weird group. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on what they were doing when they were scheduling this one. <laughs> it's funny that it just it makes me laugh that the Memphis Grizzlies are already eliminated from their IST chances of moving to the knockout stage before the Raptors have even played a game. <laughs> just a weird quirk. I know they're not in the same group, but yeah. funny. This is what the schedule's come down to is who's playing in Vegas, it sure feels like. These are all regular season games. They're all playing each other, all painting their their courts very nicely. The Grizzlies have had a great court. The the Raptors one now seeing it for the first time. I'm good with teams not going bright colors. I think you'd be happy playing on these courts more so than the super super duper bright colors that we're seeing. It looks good. Yeah, it's a, it looks kind of cool. And they'll be wearing the gold, gold jerseys. Yeah. Uh, that looked at gold. That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. It looks like baby poo to me a little bit. (laughs) I don't love it, but maybe it will pop on the screen. Uh, Thoughts on Group C here in the East, TK? It would be great if the Raptors win tonight. It would uh, really. (laughs) Because I think this is the worst group. Chunk things up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Celtics are like clear favorites in this one. So a Raptors upset would really spice things up. Uh, I didn't notice this, but um, John Hollinger mentioned it when he was talking about the IST. Uh, The Nets definitely went for the point differential in their win over the Magic. uh, I guess they played. What last, on Tuesday, uh, thirty-six to eighteen in the fourth quarter for the Nets. People are trying. They yeah. they know the tiebreakers. Got to yeah, get yeah. got to get some wins and got to get some extra points. So and, that's funny. To and see. that's why I brought that up. If the if the Nets yeah. beat the Raptors in their final game and they go to three and one, and let's say again the Celtics win the the group, you know up, they're plus eight right now. Brooklyn is point differential. If you if you beat the Raps by five, ten, whatever, that could be enough to get you that wild card spot. Yeah, it's you got to start watching these fourth quarters here if you're a real <laughs> IST sicko like we are. Uh, all right, let's move to the West. Before we do though, uh, a pretty good suggestion I thought from John Hollinger. Did you guys see this? He said we got to call the groups in the West groups D, E, and F, or at least something else, a lot less cumbersome than having to, to delineate between West Group A and East Group A, or West Group B and East Group B. It's a good point. Um, D, E, F, I would be fine with X, Y, Z sure. if we did that in the West, but I, I think yeah, we don't need A, B, C over there as well. <laughs> the other change I would like to see is... Uh, like on the score bugs, I would like to see the record in the groups on there, like a little 2-0 yeah. underneath the tiny, yeah. so you can actually keep track of how things are going down. And a running point differential clock in the upper right corner. I don't mind it. <laughs> I did see that, uh, I don't know which, it, maybe it was like the first 
Friday, but it was like they definitely wanted to go NCAA tournament style where they were putting the yes. other games up in the top left. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we might get some of that tonight or yeah. maybe uh, uh, in the final couple of nights of this tournament where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you got you to gotta keep an eye on what's happening in this yeah. other game because it impacts this game, yeah. Uh, all right, West Group A, uh, Lakers 2-0, Jazz 2-0. We have two undefeated teams with both two wins in this one. Blazers 1-1, one one. Suns 0-1, and, one. and uh, as I said already, the Grizzlies uh, go down in the history books as the first team <laughs> mathematically eliminated <laughs> from the in-season tournament. Um, so, yeah, the Jazz beat up on the two teams expected to probably be in the bottom of this group, which sets up a big game tonight against the Suns. If they can win that, they would move to 3-0. and And if the Lakers win, sort of as expected against Portland, then we would have the Suns, Blazers, and Grizzlies all eliminated and the Jazz-Lakers next Tuesday being for the group. Again, that, that means hmm. the Jazz would have to win tonight. That means the Lakers would have to win tonight, and that's how we would get to that scenario. So, that could be a fun one. But yeah, you know, will they? Will will the Jazz? They're at home. Will they beat the Suns? Is a big question mark. The yeah, big thing is that the Lakers have beaten the Phoenix Suns. Uh, those are the two best teams in this division. The Lakers are sending LeBron to Las Vegas. It sure feels like he will at least be in the quarterfinals. It sh- there, there's there's no reason for them to finish uh, out of outside of first place. Because uh, yeah, it, and even be, one after more... beating the Suns, they got the Jazz. Yeah, they got the Blazers. Um, and who's the last? That, that's that's, that's it. it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say even like one more win for either the Jazz or Lakers really helps their chances to even get the wild card spot. Uh, it, if you get into the point differential, they have strong point differentials. So I think the Lakers are gonna be okay. there. I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that. Yeah. Either winning the group or if, in the very least, has a wild card. LeBron likes Las Vegas. He'll like it. That's a good point. He wants to own the team that's there. Is yeah. he there for the race this weekend? Probably no, not. No. Everybody hates I saw they the already race. have problems. Did you see this? Uh, yeah, they had to stop. It was like a uh, pothole or something yeah, or whatever it was? To, to weld the manhole covers or something like that. Whoops. <laughs> we, did, bad. we forget. We'd have everything perfect except for the holes that. loose. There was yeah, a huge sucks. hole when we were there in, 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 during for uh, Summer Las Vegas, right? Like, like when a, we were there, Summer a League. Sinkhole? It's just a monstrous hole they're working at at four in the morning. Oh, they yeah, might, they may right. have been getting ready for <laughs> That's this. That's true. Actually, when we were is there. It, is it on the main strip? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. At night. Yeah, it's Saturday night. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it will be wild. Uh, uh, my buddy Grish, your buddy Grish, our buddy Grish. He's there. He's there. We'll get a first-hand in the report. Hole? Yeah, he's, he fell. <laughs> oh, no. He fell in the hole. Yeah. Rolled his ankle. <laughs> Speaking of ankles, it's going to be a tough one tonight for the Portland Trailblazers. Because like you're saying, the Lakers have a chance to win this, but even if they uh, lose, the Jazz can kind of stay ahead depending on how they do. So point differential is going to be massive. Uh, <laughs> and the Blazers have not been very good to start this season. So I can see I can see a 30-point win here for LA. I know you're not a gambling man, and, and nor do we even endorse it, but you start looking at some of these in-season tournament games, you start looking mm-hmm, at some mm-hmm. of these lines out there, you might talk yourself into taking some of these big lines because of that thinking, That's right? right. That mm-hmm. they want to run up the score a little bit. Hmm. Uh, West Group B, Nuggets, 2-0. Rockets, 1-0, baby. Plus three in the point differential column. Pelicans are 1-1, but look at that point differential. Plus 18, got the Mavs 1-2, Clippers 0-2. Two really big games tonight in this group. Uh, the Pelicans could find themselves in first, if they are to beat Denver, they are at home. They're on the skeleton court. Um, they would jump Denver on point differential, uh, both having two and one records. That's if New Orleans wins tonight. If the Nuggets win, 
Well, the Pels are basically done, which is pretty wild because of that point differential. Houston, meanwhile, can eliminate the Clippers with a win uh, tonight and move themselves into position to uh, potentially win the group. Dallas is all but eliminated at 1-2. and two. Clippers are still alive, though? They are mathematically still alive, yeah. They yeah. need a win, just period. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice for the IST, but it would be nice to get one for their actual team for the rest of the regular season. Chris Haynes just reported a couple of minutes ago, Los Angeles Clippers star Russell Westbrook, the vocal leader of the team, <laughs> has requested to come off the bench to help the first unit establish some continuity. There we go. There we go. Russ stepping up, saying, let me go to the bench. Let's see if it has an impact on tonight's game. Again, yeah, they they got to beat the Rockets to even have. I mean, look, they're pro, they're they're basically eliminated. But like Trey said, they just need a win. They didn't, they want to just, just win, win a game. Yeah. Any thoughts on this one, uh, Tess? Well, the Rockets beat the Nuggets in what wasn't an in-season tournament game. They they beat them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, and so the Nuggets will play the Rockets next Friday as part of this tournament, and will probably beat the Rockets because it's difficult to lose twice mm, uh, when tough. you're when that's you're tough. that good a team uh yeah. so the, the nuggets sh- nuggets should, should win be this advancing. group they yeah. should win this group for sure all right final group west group c uh the timberwolves two and oh plus 10 point differential they still have the kings and thunder to play though uh kings are one and oh warriors one and one thunder one and two spurs oh and two so only one game on from this group tonight uh, it's the only group with just one game on the schedule, and uh, it's King Spurs. Kings, if they win, officially eliminate San Antonio. And and again, Trey, this is one of those ones. Watch the Kings try and not only win this game, but to win it big, to give themselves maybe a cushion on some point differential over a Minnesota team because they would, uh, you know, both be two and zero if that goes down. Uh, the Wolves will be the group winners if they win a home game against November twenty fourth against Sacramento. But Hollinger notes. That uh, because the Kings are also unbeaten, if Sacramento beats Minnesota, it could set up a spicy finale to the IST. Golden State versus Sacramento in the last game of the night with a potential wildcard spot or a group title on the line. Interesting. That's We could get to that. A lot of things have to happen, but yeah, this is a obviously a fun group too. Uh, sort of almost, it's like I'm almost like bummed out that OKC picked up those first couple of losses and we're basically out of it um because they're a good team as we talked about but wolves or kings if you had to pick one who's coming out here well probably the wolves Mm -hmm. um just because it's a good story the okc is sad they're plus 27 and they're one and two (laughs) yeah how's that possible they They blow up yeah Yeah, they beat the spurs one minus 43 for the spurs yeah Yeah. poor wemby i'm sure wemby wants to go to Back to Vegas, where he didn't have a great summer league. <laughs> you want to apologize to Brittany? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Huh? Yeah, I did. Brittany keeps making it a headline, but we forget about I it. I just also love Tass's like reasoning for this too. Like the guys gotta get back to Vegas. They like they can't there. go to Vegas any other time. Uh, but nah. only through the in season tournament can they get there. But, but that's gonna it. be the best part of the in season tournament. Them there, three games in Las Vegas. That's right. Two that, semifinals. That, that is true. Like just awesome. just yeah. making the knockout round doesn't mean you're in Vegas yet. Got to win that first quarterfinal game to get there. Yeah. So <laughs> keep that in mind when you're booking your tickets. Okay, everybody. Uh, there it is. Thanks again to uh, uh, Robbie Calland and, and John Hollinger for helping out with that. We're gonna take our first break. When we come back, this is gonna be fun. We're gonna play start bench cut. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human 
in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, we're still here in the Classic Factory. Had some hot mics! <laughs> Everybody joining us live on YouTube. Got a little behind the scenes, and uh, we put up a poll. Hey, that was a pretty good block, right? <laughs> Talking about the in-season tournament tour, or torts, I mean uh, tournament. Um, a lot of people agree. 91% right now. Good block, guys. Yeah, good block. Pretty good. Pretty good. I like that. Uh, all right, so we have something fun here on the drop. Start bench cut. Everybody knows how this works, right? Give you three options. One's the best to you, one's, uh, okay, decent, and one's got to be cut. It's out of here. It's the worst of the three. We've got some NBA-related cues. We've got some silly ones. But the first one, uh, I wanted to do this one for start bench cut because uh, I'd seen a lot of talk about who's the better Tyrese right now in the league, Halliburton or Maxi? These guys are, like, on the MVP list. They've been playing that well. But we needed another Tyrese, so start bench cut. <laughs> Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxi. Or Tyrese Gibson from Baby Boy fame. <laughs> or, or the Fast and Furious. We're talking about the musician, the actor, Tyrese Gibson. Uh, Trey, you get us started here. Halliburton, Maxie Gibson. This is going to be tough for you. This is very tough. you're an FF fan. Yeah, I mean, Halliburton, great offensive player. Maxie, great offensive player. But Tyrese Gibson's a triple threat, Skates. <laughs> I don't know. No, my order is Halliburton, Maxie Gibson. Oh, wow. How dare you? Look, man, he's great as Roman Pierce. I even liked Four Brothers. <laughs> I saw Transformers in the movie theater. <laughs> Just the first one. Just the first one. I listened to Sweet Lady this morning. Still a banger. It's a banger. <laughs> That's a great song. Uh, I haven't read his book, Manology, The Secrets <laughs> of Your Man's Mind Revealed, that he co-authored with Rev Run, but I put in a hold in the library. <laughs> no, I did it. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Steve Nash, but a better shooter and a more willing shooter. He's an engine of a really fast, great offense. He shoots basically 50, 40, 90 at this point, leading the league in assists, rarely turns the ball over. I guess you could consider Tyrese Maxey Tony Parker. A super fast guy playing alongside a cornerstone big. Embiid would, in this scenario, be uh, Tony uh, Tim Duncan. I don't know if that actually fits, but <laughs> I like the speed of Maxey alongside Embiid, obviously. But I'm going Halliburton, Maxey, Gibson. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I could have made this start bench uh, ejecto seat. Uh, probably ejecto seato. That's right, cuz. Um, what do you got here? Yeah, I got to say bye to Tyrese Gibson as well. Okay. Um, that, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that was what was causing me the most anxiety. Not so much who starts <laughs> and who's who's on the bench, but uh, yeah, who, who are you ejecting from the seat? Yeah. Uh, who are you saying goodbye to? Tyrese Gibson, as much as I'm an R&B guy, he never really did it for me. Um, so, uh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, I wasn't. More wasn't. of a tank fan? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I remember uh, the playlist in Toronto. There was a lot of Joe. Oh, oh sure, Joe. Yeah, yeah I got Stutter. suckered. Stutter. <laughs> I got Isaiah Joe. Sure. Um, <laughs> Next up is Best Joe's. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could sing Life every single day, but who would like that song? Doom, 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 doom. Uh, no one would like that song. So listen, if you're so a Tyrese Gibson yeah. fan, that's all I'm trying to say. There's there's a reason, of course. There's he's good. Not for me though. Um, Tyrese Maxey is the guy for me. As, as, this was really tough. Maxey yeah. and Halliburton are so freaking good. The thing is, they are sharing some skills. They're both incredible shooters. They are both f- nearly 50, 40, 90. Halliburton's doing that. Maxey's nearly 50, 40, 90. He's a great three point shooter. And great yeah. three-point shooter, great score. Obviously, Halliburton is a better passer and making that happen as he leads the league in assists. Uh, but I've been dying to see Tyrese Maxey as the number one perimeter guy. I, I think part of why they got rid of James Harden too late was watching what he did in the playoffs and just saying, Maxey's going to be our guy. And he's doing that at 27-6-5. and 27-6-5 and five, and not turning it over a lot. Great numbers. Halliburton obviously doing great and obviously great on podcasts as well. Just was on the J.J. Reddick's podcast. The guy is just, he's ready to chat, ready to talk as well. So I can't wait to see what they both do with their careers. They're great. Sounds like a good question we had here. We both got, you got a Maxi, we got a Halliburton get started. Poor Tyrese Gibson gets uh, gets uh, bent, <laughs> cut, I should say. I mean, Ash, jump in here too. If you've got opinions on any of these in the start bench cut, um, are you are you Halliburton or Maxi, or are you gonna be the wild card here and go with Tyrese Gibson? I'm definitely not going with Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> cut man. Too. Oh man, uh, eject those cuz up out of here. Um, <laughs> but I think I'd have Halliburton over Maxi. Yeah, just just cause uh, I don't know why he's got a. He's my first top shot I ever sold. Hey, hey. <laughs> it was a rare wow, card. So I really love Halliburton ever since uh, he was a rookie. Oh, wow, okay. That's it's it, and what a trade. I mean, I know people go back to that the uh, trading of Halliburton from the Kings for Sabonis. It's worked out pretty damn well mm-hmm. for both franchises so far. They're very happy. Uh, if I have to pick, yeah, I think I do go Halliburton just over Maxi. That's mainly because uh, we're getting some applesauce this year. TK, we're getting some twenty assist games from Tyrese Halliburton. Absolutely, you can see that coming. So that's uh, that's fun. All right, next one here. We've talked a ton about Wemby and Chet. You know the the front runners for Rookie of the Year, but I wanted to look at some other rooks, and uh, most specifically, I wanted to look at the rookie win share leaders. And I've got three of them here for you, and I think it's a fun debate for start bench cut. Cason Wallace with OKC, Derek Lively the second with the Mavericks, or Sar Thompson with the Detroit Pistons. Those are your three rookie win share leaders right now. Um, Tass, you get to start on this one. Start, bench, cut, Wallace, Lively, and Asar Thompson. Asar Thompson's the guy I'd get rid of, unfortunately. Uh, I've, uh, he, he hasn't starred the same way as the other two guys, who I think are going to be in the league for a long time. He just hasn't excelled to start his career. He's not shooting uh, from three all that well. Uh, Kaysan Wallace... And Derek Lively, they just look great. They're shooting like 60 to 70%, depending on uh, who you're choosing. So I think they're going to be around for a long time. So to me, the anxiety came up when I was thinking about who am I cutting. And uh, Sar Thompson's is not... He's not. He hasn't excelled through the first ten games. I mean, well, he's on a horrible Pistons team. This is the yeah. problem. I mean, the other guys are. They benefit from being on a much better squads. Yep. Which you have to take yeah. into consideration. Yeah, but you're right. And, he has it. Thompson is one. You know, knock right now is he's not a great shooter, and maybe I don't know. Will he ever be an above average shooter? But he does a lot of other things. 
which you love to see. It's a tough one. Sure. Okay. Uh, so Lively's we... not a great shooter either. He well, knows that. He knows yeah. that. He's <laughs> just going to be around for a long time, <laughs> yeah, just dunking just and blocking shots. shots. Yes. Okay. But so, yeah. So who do you start then? I would start Kassan Wallace. I think he knows what's up. He okay. feels good, even though he's coming off the bench um, with OKC. Where are you going on this one? I'm the complete opposite. I think Asar is the starter. Uh, if he is on the leaderboard for win shares and his team has two wins, yeah. maybe he can't shoot threes, but he does literally everything else. And I think you could make – he's the only guy you could make a case that he's already the best at something. He might already be the best on-ball defender in the NBA right now. He's incredible. He's 10th in the league in rebounding. He can't shoot a three. That's it. I got Derek Lively second. He's kind of been integral to the Mavs' success. He's got the best on-off differential on the entire team, shooting 73% from the field, all dunks. <laughs> yeah. And then Kaysan Wallace, I think he's awesome. He was like my preseason steal of the draft, but he doesn't start for his own team. So yeah. he ain't starting for my team. Okay, yeah, so he's you've, got Shane you're, you're going Thompson, Lively, and then Wallace. Uh, Esh, you got a take on this one? How are you putting these I'm, guys in order? I'm exactly with TK okay. on that one. Yeah, Thompson. Thompson starting, Lively on the bench, and then Wallace, he can... He can. Sorry, he's cut. Guy's leading the league in three-point percentage. He can't miss right now. Plays 20 minutes a game. Oh, you love the defense from him as well, oh, too. Yeah. Like That's where he is a dog on that end. We talked about the time, the lineup that OKC can put out defensively, and he's a part of it. Uh, but I have Thompson starting, and I think I go... Yeah, I'm probably with you guys, actually. I go Thompson, I go Lively, I go Wallace, but... There's no real wrong answer. Let's hear from everybody listening to the podcast. Tweet at us at NoDunkSync or let us know in the stream team if you're on YouTube. Okay, next one. Draymond Green, five-game suspension. He's a bad boy, isn't he? (laughs) But he's talented. So I wanted to hit you with three uh, really good instigators who were, you know, Hall of Famers or borderline Hall of Famers. Start bench cut. Trey, you go first. Draymond Green, Dennis Rodman, and Ron Artest. How do you break this one down? When you are a notorious Bulls fan, so let's see this. Notorious Bulls fan. This one is easy for me. Rodman, Draymond, Artest. Okay. Dennis Rodman has a claim to being the best defender ever. Draymond obviously does too, but Rodman would guard Michael Jordan and Shaq in their primes. You talk about guarding one through five. How about guarding one through five of the greatest players of all time? A two-time defensive player of the year, seven-time rebounding champ. He didn't do much on offense. Mm, no. <laughs> he did not do much on offense, grab an offensive rebound and kick it out or maybe dribble to the corner and shoot a weird-looking three. I'll never forget Dennis Rodman's uh, free-throw routine. Get it and shoot it. <laughs> just get out of <laughs> just there. Just get it and shoot it as fast as you can. Draymond is basically just a Rodman clone, but instead of being an incredible rebounder, he's a great playmaker yeah. on the other end of the court. He's got a mind meld with Steph Curry. But I think you can look at Rodman going from the Pistons and being an integral part there as like a wing defender who could actually score a little bit early in his time to go and then to the Bulls where he was just a lockdown defender and rebounder, basically. And then run our test. He was a great player, the best offensive player of these three, but also the only guy that's not making the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's clearly the best offensive player of all these guys. He had 20 point years multiple. He made a huge mistake going into the crowd uh, in Detroit that one time, but He's a great defensive player and a great offensive player, so I'm keeping him on my team. I'm cutting Draymond Green because I think he's going to talk about me on his podcast because of that. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There we so go. So why not? Let's be smart. He loves content. He will take anything and chew it up. So I'm taking him off. I'm putting the short shorts of Dennis Rodman on this team uh, because he was such a great defensive player and because Draymond Green, yeah, I'm sure models himself to some degree after Dennis Rodman. 
as he should. Uh, but I, I, I keep Ron on there because he was great at both ends. He was really, really good. He won Defensive Player of the Year, obviously. Uh, he's awesome. So you're starting Rodman, uh, benching Artes, and then you're cutting Draymond Green. Yeah, Artes going to play a lot. Okay, but good. Yeah, <laughs> see you, Draymond. If you removed all basketball and you only looked at this as like, uh, you know, wild guys. <laughs> wild guys. How would you do it then, Trey? Would it change at all? Would uh, Artesco to starting? Uh, would Rodman stay there? I think that Draymond might actually be the least wild. I think so, too. Dennis Rodman got suspended 11 games for kicking a cameraman in the nuts yep. during a game. Yep. Ron Artest fought fans yep. during a game. Yep. Dennis Rodman... <laughs> Tess keeps talking about teams wanting to go to Las Vegas. He did it during the finals. <laughs> He's like, I, He's like I got a day off. I'm going to Vegas. Who cares? Carmen Electa, let's hang out. I'll wear some flannel pants. <laughs> it makes what Draymond has done almost look t- tame. Just getting in a fight? That's like every night for Dennis Rodman and Ron Artest. <laughs> That's a good point. I think you're right. Uh, and Esh, back to the original question when we consider the basketball in this one. What are you doing here with these three? All right, here's my hot take. I'm starting Draymond, and Dennis Rodman is uh, on the bench. Run our test and get out of here. Okay, okay. Why Draymond? Okay. Draymond. Um, so you said he was like a clone of Dennis Rodman, but he actually, you know, he's way better offensively than I think we remember, even just like over his career and mm-hmm. like what we saw in the finals, even uh, in their first two, well, the first championship and then the 2016 finals. So I don't know. Uh, as, as great of a passer as he is and – he used to be able to shoot threes. He could score a lot better before Kevin Durant got there, and then he's just kind of lost it since then. But that's just kind of my take. I think he was just better offensively than, and, de- than uh, Dennis. Yeah. Than Dennis, yeah, and can do everything that Dennis could do defensively as well, guarding basically one through five. All right, let's hear from everybody on that one. Excited to see the breakdown. Uh, next one's about the IST courts <laughs> because uh, we've noticed a theme when it comes to them. There's a uh, you know certain color palettes that they've generally gone with. There's some wild cards. Don't get me wrong, but are you starting, benching, and cutting between gray courts? There's a lot of them. Red courts. There's four or five of them. Yep. And purple courts. There's, let's say, two or three of them. Uh, three if we're including the Pelicans one, right? Suns, Jazz, Pels. Task, gray courts, red courts, purple courts. Put them in order, my man. Well, there's a reason there's only two or three purple courts. They, they ain't making it. <laughs> yeah. They. Yeah. Uh, they're, but, they're, but they're worse than the red courts? The red courts are, uh, they're loud. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, so that's why the red courts are going to the bench. I'm starting the gray courts. Yeah, you love I them. I like the variety. The red courts sometimes, sometimes are too much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm giving them some light. I, I, the, the first night they made me want to watch the games. <laughs> do, do players want to play on them? Do the Sixers want to play on them? Yeah, they have executed well. It's different. I, I want to see them in person versus on TV. Because I think I think Reds will look better in person than they have on TV. Okay, I'm being biased, but uh, but gray purple purple is just a, it's too much. The purples are jumping at your eyeballs, <laughs> whether you're playing on them, whether you're watching on television. Uh, yeah, but grays are are perfect. Really, they're great. Do you think there's going to be a sicko out there like breaking down the shooting percentages? On gray courts to the red courts to the purple courts. There should be. Yeah. Sounds like a job for Tom Haberstroh. Come on, Tom. Get at it. Give me that big one. Uh, what do you got here, TK? I go red, purple, gray. Red, purple, gray. Interesting. We see gray courts all the time. I think it's missing the mark to do a gray car- court. Everybody else has crazy ones. You're going with what the Nets have had for like 10 years? Mm. Eh, it's fine. I mean, they look good. They look standard, though, at this point. Almost tame. 
I'm not a huge fan of the purple courts, especially with purple uniforms. It's a little overload to me. And then I actually think most of the red courts are pretty brutal, but the Bulls one is awesome. The red with the dark red in the middle. It's definitely the best red court that's out there, so I got to give my guys some love. All right, Ash, where are you going with the color palettes here? I was actually about to get rid of the red ones until he just said that the Bulls one is really nice. Yeah, but the uh, Rockets one sucks. The Sixers yeah. one sucks. They do. The Heat one they, sucks. The Heat one sucks. They do yeah. all suck, but that Bulls one is nice. Uh, also, red and purple, those are my first two favorite colors. Those are my favorite colors right there, red and purple. But it's got a big Raptors fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gray. Gray is going to start. And okay. then. Yeah, never mind. Go ahead and get rid of the red ones. <laughs> <laughs> They're really you're right. The rest of them are bad. The purple yeah. ones. There's a couple of nice ones in there. Great purple, uh, red. Uh, Ash goes. Okay, next one here. We talked uh, about uh, NBA expansion on yesterday's show. The idea of uh, silver teasing everybody in Montreal, teasing everybody in Vancouver. Oh yeah, we might go get another team up there in Canada one day. Oh, we were pumped. Well, remove those Canadian teams. Let's talk about the most realistic ones: Las Vegas, Mexico City, Seattle. Start bench cut. So really put them in order of uh, where you think the NBA should expand to. If you could only pick one, TK, where would you Oh, uh, this is for expansion, not for visiting? Uh, sure, we can do both. All right, my visiting would be Mexico City, Seattle, Las Vegas. I've never been to Mexico City, and I want to eat their tacos. Because you go to a lot of places, and it says Mexico City street tacos, and they're incredible. But I'm getting them from Decatur, Georgia. That's not what I want. I want the real stuff. Skis. Okay, okay. And uh, Seattle, I've only been there one time. Worst drivers in America. They drive <laughs> under the speed limit for no reason. Everybody. It was ridiculous. And then Las Vegas, we've been there enough. As for uh, actual relocation where I think they're going, Las Vegas, Seattle, Mexico City mm. seems to be the vibe. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I do agree. Vegas has a lot. They're getting a baseball team now. Yeah. So that's they're a baseball team. Yeah. yeah um, probably official. They're still dealing with the uh, the money that's coming in for the stadium. Okay. But uh, Vegas, you're getting cut. You got you got you got an F1 race this weekend. You got it all. Uh, <laughs> Can't even fix your manhole. <laughs> uh, I do, I do agree that Adam Silver will be looking there and Seattle first and foremost. Seattle needs one back. Needs one back for yeah. sure. But I got Mexico City starting for me as well. Mm. Also because I do want to visit it for the first time. Yep. I, I need to. I'm with you, Trey. And I need to eat there a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they have already tested with the G League team. The Capitanes are doing pretty well. So th- they've got they've, they've got a mold. There's a uh, fan base there too. Yeah, it's a huge city. Yeah. So yeah. it would make <laughs> it's sense. City. It's yeah. a massive city. <laughs> yeah. That is an understatement. Uh, what about you, Ash? Either in terms of expansion or just... Um, cities in general. Have you been to all three of these? I None of these? I have not been to any of these places. You've never been to Vegas, have you? No, wow. I haven't. Okay. I haven't. Wow. Uh, maybe, maybe next year, though. Yeah. Um, but basketball-wise, I yeah. think Seattle starts, uh, Las Vegas second, and Mexico City. But I would love to go to all three of them. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, you got it. Are all the drivers old? Because I've been to Seattle before, too. I liked it just because I was looking at the mountains. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it's it beautiful. is beautiful. Yeah, it yeah. is gorgeous. Puget Sound. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You got that giant head that's like on the, the banks of Puget Sound, like a walkthrough art exhibit. Very cool. Oh, yeah. I don't know why they were driving so slow. I couldn't believe it, though. It was like, you know, 65 on the highway or whatever. Everybody's going like 58. Where were you driving to or when were you We did a, a West Coast road trip um, from like uh, San Francisco, or I guess L.A. all the way up to Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Put them in order. Start bench cut. <laughs> 
Las Vegas, Mexico City, and Seattle. And let us know who has the best drivers. <laughs> yeah, in those I think they may so. just be looking at everything that's beautiful, so they're saying, yeah, slow I'm going to slow down. Yeah. A lot of sights to see. Yeah. Yeah. So Maybe that's why. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. Take it easy. Uh, all right. Next one here. Uh, and we actually have a, a photo to remind everyone of the ball stall nomenclature. Uh, we're talking wedgies. We're talking ledgies and pigeons, okay? Wedgie, everybody knows what that is at this point. A ledgie, ball sits on the back of the rim, quite rare. Pigeon, you see every uh, once in a while. That's when it just gets caught up in uh, the top of the backboard, mm-hmm. whatever, like the stanchion area and all that. Um, super rare is the odd ledgie pigeon where it's actually sitting on top of the backboard. I mean, that almost never happens, but um, start bench cut. Wedgie? <laughs> Leggy and pigeon, all of our babies. Where yeah, I yeah, I had to go through this for a long time. At first, <laughs> at first, I, I I cut the pigeon because number one, the the wedgie is easily the starter. It's easily the best of all of them. Preach. P- players jump in. Play, players want to see it. Players want to talk about. It. Broadcasters want to talk about it. It's easily the best. They jump. They go get it. Very fun. The leggy is so rare. It's like one time a season that that happens. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Where it gets stuck on the back of the rim. But, but everybody has so much fun with the pigeon. I, I, st- <laughs> I put, I put the, the pigeon on the bench. Remember the March Madness, NCAA? The cheerleaders would yeah, go up and poke cool. it out. That was cool. Bo- getting Boban to go Boban, do it. Boban, yeah. go do it. Boban. Like last week, right? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> right. It just happened. There's too many good moments. There's just too many good moments to cut. So I, I cut the ledgy because it, it it's rare. Uh, I feel like it's going to happen even less. I don't know if it will. Um, I just, Cutting I just the ledgie. Yeah, that's oh, wow. tough. Wow, the rarest of them all. The rarest. Don't want to kill the birds. I like, <laughs> I like pigeons. So. so it's very tough. Very tough, though. What do you think, Trey? I, I mean, this is the hardest question. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the pigeon does have some great post-pigeon mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. Maneuvers. <laughs> it is always cool to see how they get down a pigeon, but it's by far the worst ball stall. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It, I, uh, it's almost not even a yeah. ball stall. I kind of think way. it sucks, except for when they get it down. Yeah. No offense to the pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Leggy as the starter, though. It's really? amazing. It feels like time stops yeah. when a Leggy happens. Every Players, like, they don't know Whoa. what to do. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't feel like it should happen. You can understand a ball getting wedged. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes so much sense. But stopping on the back feels uh, like it shouldn't happen. Esh, where are you going? TK stole the words right out of my mouth. Like, uh, the pigeon, get out of here. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> agree. But the legend starts just, just for that one reason. Like, everybody's just like, ah, 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 yeah. ah. Yeah. And then it doesn't come down. It's it's so funny every time, and you're just like, oh, man. But I don't know how that happens. Like, how does the ball just stop? So weird. Have you ever seen it happen, like, playing pickup anywhere? I've never seen it in pickup. Right, it yeah. only happens in the NBA. Obviously, wedges happen from time to time, but yeah. Only ever seen. That's where. That's the, how good they are. The conspiracy the backspin they put on it. <laughs> no, conspiracy the con- theory. Yeah, the conspiracy theory is about the magnetic ball in the rims. Oh wow! Yeah. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. What about the conspiracy theory that pigeons aren't real? Well, birds aren't real. <laughs> what? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk They're about They're all drones? Okay. Exactly. Uh, all right, final one here. I teased it, and we'll end with it. Uh, Thanksgiving side dishes. I gotta be honest, in trying to pick like three sort of classics to have you guys debate, I, I struggled. There were so many ways to go. I, uh, Nora helped me out with it. In the end, we have decided that you have to pick uh, the start bench cut between cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes, and a green bean casserole. I think these are some of the most classic Thanksgiving dishes. I don't think they're the best. In fact, I wouldn't touch two of these. But anyway, uh, well, maybe. TK, how would you rank them? 
I feel like you should get this started because I think they're all good except for the green bean casserole, which is an easy cut. Yeah, to me, mashed potatoes easily starting. And then cranberry <laughs> sauce reluctantly coming off the bench <laughs> for a minute in, in garbage time. <laughs> and uh, green bean casserole, get the hell out of here. You're trying that to upgrade that six man What's this? You spitting right now. <laughs> oh, you're yes. facts. 100%. Uh, okay, yeah. okay I just good. Wanted to, I just wanted to get that in. Good. Yeah. You're 100% correct. But you like all three, you said, Trey. So No, you... I don't like a green bean casserole. Okay, oh, okay. But I respect that it's there. You know, it's like when Paul Pierce was hanging on at the end of his career. <laughs> Feels dated, but it's like, hey, you're a classic. We'll keep you around. I know you and Doc Rivers have a relationship, so welcome to the table. Uh, I guess I'm going taters over cranberry sauce, but to me, that's like having six starters. Either one could come, could start. Okay. I love what the cranberry sauce brings to the table. A little tang to cut through all the carbs, the cream. Mm. So you literally are saying green bean casserole is oh, Paul Pierce God. and cranberry sauce is Al Horford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I guess mashed potatoes is like a Tatum or something. The mashed potato. <laughs> <laughs> what, a what legend. Are you, what are you doing here? I'm getting cranberry off the table. I'm pushing it off Ooh, the table. Whoa, I'd literally, like it, yeah. I'd literally make a mess on the floor with the cranberry. I don't want that. I it's don't a crime want that scene mess. here. <laughs> a mashed potato is easily a starting. Thanksgiving's the day you just shove the mashed potatoes yeah, gra- in your gravy, mouth. Yeah, That's yeah. the day to shove the potatoes. <laughs> uh, on the bench, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the green bee casserole, but uh, I'm a less of a fan of cranberry. So uh, <laughs> green bean casserole gets the bench. I'd rather have a cassoulet. However, uh, you don't have one of those. So <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been fun. Green bean casserole. That's like so green beans. It's like a like mushroom sort of soup. Yeah, cream of mushroom soup. Right. Mm. That, that's what it is. And then so, baked or like yeah, like cheese. some crispy boys on top. Yeah, crispy boys. Crispy All right. Boys. Oh, onions. Yeah, crispy yeah, crispy onions. onions. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. How about a quick start bench cut on mashed potatoes, au <laughs> gratin potatoes, sweet potatoes? Ooh, I could have done that. Yeah. Uh, that order exactly. Ooh. Yes. Oh, gratin potatoes. Yeah, gratin potatoes are they're underrated. Oh, they're so good. Underrated. A league pass favorite. Sweet potato <laughs> can, can con- you get yeah. caught. You can go to the G League. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Ash, you already chimed in. You agreed with me. Uh, potatoes, cranberry, green bean casserole. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Now we're hungry. Uh, all right. That's lots of fun. Maybe we'll stick around uh, or keep that start bench cut segment moving that's forward. Good. If you have good suggestions, let us know in the YouTube comments. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. All right. One more break. When we come back, some rapid fire fun. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I like this comment here from Emo LeBron. I get disappointed seeing a green bean casserole, but I always end up enjoying it. <laughs> you know, you go through the ingredients. That's right. It doesn't yeah. sound that bad. Mm-hmm. It needs a whole it needs some um, new branding or something. 
green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. Yeah. Doesn't that just sound old? It just yeah. sounds like from the 40s or something. Exactly. And like the use of the cream of mushroom soup yeah. gives it a grayish quality. Yes. We should put some food coloring in it. Spice it up for today's generation. Do you think uh, the IST <laughs> gray courts are made out of uh, mushroom soup? Uh, <laughs> like a dye? <laughs> yeah, the gray Probably. soup is made of cream of mushroom. The red one is cranberry, cranberry sauce. And then the warrior's brown and yellow court is au gratin potatoes. There you mm-hmm. go. There you go. One, one court I was disrespecting, like many are disrespecting, the green casserole. Yeah. The Pistons looks great with the red in the middle and a bit of bit of gray. That's a great oh, yeah, a gray red. That's a good call. That's that, a I like nice. that one. That bright yeah. strip down the middle. You're right. right. That is a nice strip. Court. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, again, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, before we go here, we got some rapid-fire questions. TK has them. Uh, myself, Tass, Esh have the answers. What do you got? Exciting times. Earlier this week, we found out that Mark Jackson was banned from the New York Knicks team plane due to a years-old confrontation with assistant coach Darren Ehrman. Fellas, where's some place you might be banned? Skeets. <laughs> uh, I might be banned from the Talisman Mountain Resort. <laughs> okay. Which was a ski resort in Ontario, south of Collingwood. Uh, it's no longer there. They actually closed down, so I'm okay. But I've told you guys this story a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my buddy Grish with a bunch of other people on a class trip in high school. Uh, we sucked at skiing, and you were supposed to take the test, yep. and we both wiped out. I hit a patch of ice, and I went down, and they wouldn't pass me, which meant we couldn't go on any of like, the good, like obviously, slopes. Just we were like, just hill. stuck to the bunny hill Oof. all day. We're like, what are we doing? This is stupid. Somebody had brought... Or we had a punch hole, and that's what it was on your, on your pass, yeah. like to so they could look at it. And so we did that, and then we were on the slopes. We we're having the time of our life, and uh, we got busted. I don't, I still don't know to this wow. day how we got busted, but we had like detention at the ski resort for the rest of the day. Like, you know, they were like, "This is a huge liability." If you ever from hurt your someone. teachers gave you, yeah, okay. like the resort wasn't happy, and then <laughs> thus our teachers weren't happy, um, and so we were stuck all day there. We thought we were gonna get in more trouble. We didn't, but. Uh, I assume I'm banned from that place. <laughs> Probably. Even though it closed down, so it's it's done. Maybe that's why they closed. Too many unauthorized <laughs> skiers. I know. How did you have a hole punch? I uh, People knew this was a thing, and so they brought them in advance. Uh, I did a whole thing. I, again, I've told this story, so I apologize, but like... We, we freaked out because there was actually two hole punches, and uh, I helped get rid of the evidence because Dave Grisham had one, and I was like, give it to me. Like He had it in a paper bag, and I'm like... Like when we were in detention, like in this lodge, yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll say I gotta go to the washroom. I'll get it from you. I'll throw it out in case they check our bags. Like, oh, it's so stupid. Eh? Like, who really cares? But I got rid of the evidence, man. That's smart. Oh, yeah, Very yeah, smart. Yeah, clean my hands. But anyway, uh, Talisman Mountain Resort. <laughs> no loose ends, no hanging chairs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Tass, where's someplace you might be banned? Um, Costco. Uh, I've taken too many samples at times. <laughs> and uh, they've asked me to leave. <laughs> Circle back. Yeah. Get out of here. I've had to go. You know, I've got kids. I've got loved ones. We love the dumplings. We go back for more and more and more. And they say, hey, get out of here. That's going to cost you a ban from Costco. Oof. Yeah, so it's been tough. It's, it's been tough. <laughs> it's tough, times. tough times. Tough times. <laughs> tough times. Been having to buy your mayonnaise in normal size jars. That sucks. <laughs> uh, Ash, where have you been banned? Maybe. Uh, I was going to tell this story about how I got banned from this, um, like, video game place. But uh, <laughs> my wife, I was asking her about this question earlier, and she says, 
You should be banned from playing basketball after your performance on Sunday. Oh, oh. Jesus. <laughs> yes, Courtney nice. is ruthless. <laughs> You're just a savage. You weren't, let, the, let the record show you weren't that bad. Look, look. I'm telling you guys. I was pretty bad. I could not hit a shot. There's something that I, that's what I do. I'm a shooter. Yeah. And yeah. I was shooting not the air ball. Defense, okay? yeah. not, no, not at all. Look, I'm a real James Harden out there for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very mad at Courtney. Courtney was there to watch. She was so there she to knows. watch. Yeah. 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 That's great. It was, She's being honest. She was being honest. I can say this. It was bad. It was tough. It was rough. You're, yeah. a, you're a real no dunker if you're asking your wife for answers for rapid <laughs> yeah, yeah. questions. You got to have a sounding board. You're yeah. official now. 100%. Good stuff. According to a GQ profile on his diet, the Bulls, Andre Drummond said that he misses curly fries from his high school lunch. He also said he used to dip them in a combo of ketchup, mayo, and hot sauce. That's okay. I don't mind it. I'm not a mayo fan, but oh. I, can, I, can see, I can respect a dip. I can see what he's cooking. A custom, dip. Sure. <laughs> custom dip. Custom yeah. dip, especially at a, at a high school. Yeah. They just got vats. What are you, curly fries at a high school lunch, that would be amazing. Oh, yeah. That's like Arby's. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like Arby's in his cafeteria. <laughs> that's true. He's living. Yeah, they were in their bag when they came up with curly fries. Yeah. The curly, cool. But also the seasoning? Yeah. Seasoning. I love it. Think of that. Yeah. That was like two innovations at once. Great stuff. <laughs> uh, Skeets, what food do you miss from your school lunches? Do you guys remember Ritz Handy Snacks? That's what they were called. Handy snacks. They were regular <laughs> crackers and cheese, but together in a cute little package oh, yeah. with a fire truck red <laughs> stick oh, yeah. for spreading. I loved that stick, man. I loved deciding <laughs> how much I was going to put on each cracker, you know, really determine how much I was going to leave over for that last cracker. Um, you know, you didn't want to break that cracker in half. If, it, I didn't even realize they were called Ritz Handy Snacks until I looked it up. But everybody, mm -hmm. if, if you're old enough, you know what I'm talking about. They still have them, but they got rid of the little stick. They got rid of the stick? Not eco-friendly. Oh, yeah. Fair I, enough. I remember the sticks. And probably dangerous as well, because uh, after oh. post-handy snack, I'd be chomping. stick chomping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the best part. Give me a tiny piece of <laughs> plastic I got to chew on. Yeah, it was I like, like, a, pen, it was like a fun <laughs> pen lid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they got fun rid of them. So now you just got to, like... And now you just got to do it with the cracker. You just got to do it with the cracker. Yeah, it's a lot more tough to get your spreading correct and your distribution of the four crackers. But anyway, yeah, they're I, I gonna cracker. They're gonna crack, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's too Especially strong. the length of them. You're right. And that little tiny little, you know, vat or not like little cup thing. Yeah. Anyway, Ritz handy snacks. Oh, those for me. are good. Good one. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe this. I, I read this article. I was so jealous of the curly fries at high school for Andre Drummond. He talked about the the lunch lady giving him what he wanted. That was it. That was ridiculous because I had nothing, nothing in Gordon Green Memorial Secondary School's cafeteria, <laughs> nothing anywhere close to curly fries. Yeah. Just we just had bad food. We would leave. <laughs> we would leave. Uh, I, I, and yeah. I asked all my friends, "Am I missing something in my high school? Was I missing something?" <laughs> they said, "No. We got the heck out of there. We went to McDonald's, just like Andre yeah. Drummond talked about, nice. and just ate it." Uh, luckily, I had a car for the last few years, and I, everybody rode in those two benches in that Cadillac, and we rode to McDonald's. Piled in, And we yeah. just ate crap. Uh, that was good. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. Good, good crap. Good crap. Andre Drummond said he just ate nuggets and fries. Not a lot. He said, that's not a lot. For you didn't him. have, like, chicken tenders and stuff like that at your cafeteria? You must Maybe. have, right? Not that Maybe. they were good. Yeah. No, that they probably had the fryer. Yeah. And that's yeah. probably what came out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ash? You were in high school like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you just got back from prom. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
the they had these stuffed cheese sticks, you know, like these little stuffed cheese bread. Um, mm-hmm. they were really good. Oh yeah, that's okay. good. yeah, sounds good. Um, and then they also had this pizza with like stuffed crust, which for some reason was really delicious too. I don't know. It was <laughs> it was so much better than anything else that they ever had. That was like the only day I actually ate school lunch. You know, other times I'd just be going starving. Your but, cafeteria uh, had mastered stuffing bread products <laughs> or whatever with, with things. Yeah, they were good at it. <laughs> awesome. Great at stuffing. <laughs> nice for Thanksgiving. After nearly eight weeks, Tass Mellis is back! Yeah! Oh, great to have Tass back. In the classic factory, the vibes are great, and people are already calling him the comeback podcaster of the year. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I think it's a unanimous vote. What's the next great comeback story, Skeets? I think Tass is going to have competition. The Kid Marrow is back soon. Yeah, I saw oh, yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! December, new digital series and podcast. Marrow's teaming up with Carmelo Anthony. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty excited about this. Marrow and Mello, uh, it's called 7 p.m. in Brooklyn, I guess. It's produced by Wave Sports, which does a lot of the um, the podcasts we like, the Paul George podcast, mm-hmm. Bomani Jones, the Kelsey Brothers, I think, are under that network. So, yeah, shout out to Marrow. Um, could be a good comeback uh, podcast story. You're going to have to compete Excellent. with him, Tass, at the awards uh, ceremonies. At the, we- uh, what were they called? The Webbies. <laughs> <laughs> the Webbies. <laughs> we all get dressed up for the Webbies again. But excited for that. Mellow and Merrill. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. What about you, Tess? Well, walking in today and seeing Esh's bow tie got me thinking, I want to improve my neckwear this season. Because I gave all mine away when I moved by accident. <laughs> uh, so I don't have a tie. I used to have plenty of bow ties. I just haven't replenished. You had, a, you had a wooden bow tie. Yes, I did. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. It was great. It had a little, little tiny basketballs on yeah. it. Even if it poked me in the neck, I liked it. I liked it. It was like getting in the post and getting a little shot from somebody. Um, so that was fun. So I got to replenish. The comeback is, is personal. I'm being totally selfish. I just haven't had a tie in a couple of years. Uh, I just go everywhere without a, any neckwear. Uh, so here we go. Getting, getting back. I'm going to buy some clothes. That's nice. Hey, we got lots of formal Fridays left. Exactly. Maybe you can have one lined up. Next Wednesday, because we're not having a Friday. Yeah, you got a quick turnaround turnaround on Wednesday, but we have a couple more after that. Uh, Ash, take us home, man. All right, it's a little bit more serious, but um, comeback story of the year is going to be for my dad. He's been sick um, forever, his entire life, I'm sure. Doctors have told him 100,000 times that he's not going to live to see the next day, but he's still kicking. He's 59. Had a great life, great long life. He's just a little sick right now, but I'm just like, I know he's going to come through again. It's going to be a great comeback story. Same old, same old. We're not worried. So just a little shout out for Pops. Awesome. And, uh, Excellent. And I love you, man. Talk it into existence. Right. Uh, love to hear that. Great comeback. Great rapid fire. Great drop podcast, I think. I believe it was a classic, but it's up to you to tell us. You can do that by hitting that like button, by subscribing, by leaving us a five-star rating and review, sharing the show. That's always huge. And uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us live. If you're a Survivor fan, we did a no buffs yesterday. No JD, but it was TK, Ash, and myself breaking down a very, very entertaining Survivor episode. So go look for no buffs if you're a Survivor fan. Uh, We are back on Monday with some winners and losers of the NBA weekend. Uh, Short week next week obviously because of thanksgiving but we'll be here monday through wednesday and then we'll actually have a survivor podcast on friday Uh, so yeah make sure you join us though on monday thanks for uh your support all week long until then clever bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome this just blew my mind. Thanks for joining us. I remember the kid Marrow's actual name. Do you know his real name? I, I just no. didn't know. I didn't know this. Joel or Joel? Yep. 
Martinez. Martinez. Oh, Martinez, yeah, I, I knew. Armo Gasto is yeah. his middle name. Good call. Just, just blew my mind. Embrace the weekend, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.